When it comes to your education, there's no need to settle. Get the interactive and purposeful education that you and employers demand from Colorado State University Global Campus. You'll get personalized, career-driven learning created and taught by today's industry leaders. CSU Global was built to help students succeed with affordability, flexibility, and individualized support. It's time to expect better. Find your path to the career you want at csuglobal.edu, where online education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. Hi, you're watching Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media. Uh, all of our platforms on YouTube and iBlog, iBlog Radio and Blog Talk and everything. Uh, I'm Mike <laughs> here in San Antonio, Mike Morales. And that gentleman out there is? I'm Eric Zandona in San Francisco, California. Yep, Eric is one of our TJs and Eric and I have had uh, uh, a chance to do uh, a, a tasting or two of some really great tequilas that, that are based somewhere in Central California. And Eric, when this one came across our desk, I, I was really impressed because uh, I guess the, the PR company reached out to us and they're based in, in Napa, I think? Yeah, so the, the brand ownership company is in Napa, California. Yeah, so so they, it's a team effort between uh, two people, I guess, based here in California, um, and they uh, were looking to make some interesting tequila, and so this is this is the product. I, I am going to go on record now, Eric. I, I I have to say I love this packaging, man. This is a substantial bottle. Mm -hmm. Look look at the if you see the the A on the yeah. cap there. Look at how cool that is. So that's interesting because I actually have the opposite opinion. You don't like the, it? Tell me. Tell on me. The, on the packaging, uh -huh. in part because uh, so the, the it's a cube, right? The bottle is a right. cube, right? And so there's a couple of issues with that. One is like cologne. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. It's just After for me, the bottle is pretty big like I have I think you know decent sized hands yeah but this is like a heavy bottle to hold yes like that because because all of the weight I feel like is kind of concentrated in this very dense package and the bottle itself is substantial it's yes. not a cheap bottle right so they use good glassware it's got a nice weight to it but the shape of it, I think, makes it hard to pour. And then when you're you're trying to like grab the bottle, there's such a small neck, like pouring it and just the weight distribution is all off for me. I mean, I think just sitting on a shelf, the cube and the face looks clean. Yes. At the same time. It's a wide base. It's much takes up more space in my cabinet than any other bottle, in terms of you know square inches, and there's a lot of empty space now above it. So it feels like it's taking up a lot of room. I got news for you. I have kettlebells. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. this, yeah. Once once you're done drinking it, you got yourself a kettlebell. That's it. So that... fill it. Fill it with water and you know swing right. it around. There you go. So that's, I mean, I I do think it's a nice looking package, but there's some functionality issues for me. It's just in terms of like how you have to 
hold on to it. There's nothing elegant about the way you got to grip onto this thing in order to pour yourself a glass. Yeah, you you have to, and and you'll you'll notice this when you when you get to Oaxaca, hopefully, mm -hmm. and you make your way to, to other parts of Mexico. But it's interesting that when you go to Mexico, when it doesn't matter what the bottle is. Mm -hmm. Most when you're when you're served when you're at a restaurant or whatever, they'll yeah. serve it like a wine. They'll hold it from the bottom mm. and serve it that way. Um, whereas in America, you know, if you're in a bar, especially if you're in behind the stick, you're gonna right. grab by the neck, pop it open, and pour like this. Yeah. So there's nothing there's nothing elegant about ordering, depending on where this tequila will be. Now, right. my from all indications, this is going to be a a luxury tequila, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. like you said, on the shelf, it's going to look beautiful. It, it does look like a bottle of cologne, <laughs> you mm. know. Um, and 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 we'll go through a lot of a lot of the other stuff, but but it it this isn't cheap, and it's no. it's fairly heavy. And I can tell you that I'm I'm getting a, a good shoulder workout just holding it, man. <laughs> you know. Now, yeah. what I like I like the cap though. This is a really interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a. I think it's some sort of synthetic cork. Yeah, so it's a it's a glass closure with with a uh, some sort of uh, you know rubber gasket that helps it seal. Yeah. Um, and I've seen these uh, for a few different brands uh, every once in a while, and they're interesting. Um, you don't have the nice thing with these is you don't end up with the issue where like just last night, I was opening up an old uh, bottle that I've had in my cabinet for a while, mm -hmm. and it had a natural cork uh, closure with a plastic top, and the cork and the top broke off from each other because the cork was dry because it had been sitting in the yeah. cabinet for a while, and so you don't have that issue with that. No, no, you don't. And obviously, you know, you, there's no spillage either. I mean, it's a... Right. It's a... You know, there, there's some... Pluses and minuses where, where just the packaging is concerned, but I wanted to get a little bit more into some of the details. Mm -hmm. um, the the POS that was sent to us by uh, by the folks here at Savage, mm -hmm. uh, Savage and um, cool. Savage and Cook, or and, Coke. Well, yeah, I think probably. it's Cook. But anyway, yeah. um, this is a this is a collaboration between the the Ramirez family. Now, uh, the gnome, just so you guys know, the gnome is 1519. Yeah. There are three tequilas that come out of that distillery. One is De Leon. I'm not sure if that's going to continue the way it's been. Uh, Diageo, at, at this point, if you're watching this, Diageo has just purchased Casa, Casa Amigos. And so I'm not sure what Diageo is planning on doing with all their tequilas that they have in their stable. But yeah. right now... De Leon is, is still technically being made there. One of my favorites from this year's Desmadre is also being made there. And these guys, okay. this mm -hmm. brand has been doing gangbusters all over California. Okay. And, um, and Ayate. And that's it. That's all that's coming out of there. Okay. Um, let me ask you, uh, do you know... Who Dave Finney is? I I, I know that supposedly uh, he's a, a winemaker, apparently a, a fairly well-known winemaker. But to us here in the spirits industry, I I don't think I've ever heard of him. 
Yeah, no, the name wasn't uh, immediately uh, recognizable to me, though that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot. I don't know uh, the wine industry quite as well. So, yeah, well, even in California, because we have like, I don't know, something crazy like 5,000 wineries in California. So, yeah. And, well, especially in your neck of the woods, there they're, they're all yeah. they're either Napa, Sonoma, and and all points in between and around. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing about about this, and as we taste it, we'll we'll go through some of the some of the points. One of the interesting things about this, and what makes it really unusual, is that, um, and it's in particular with the with the añejo, uh, but with the reposado, there's a. The, there's a series of barrels that it is being aged in. The, yeah, the and that's one of the most interesting things I think about this brand is the the maturation scheme that they've come up with. Now, according to the POS, the, the point of sale material, the barrel aging on the Reposado is eight months of aging, including four months in new American oak barrels. So this is new being, we'll just assume virgin, okay? Yeah. Followed by four months in Chardonnay barrels. And I'm assuming these are Chardonnay barrels from Dave Finney's collection in Napa. Right. Right. Now, the only other tequila that I know that is being finished in Napa Valley barrels is this one. Bear with me here. Mm -hmm. It's Dulce Vida. Uh -huh. This is in their five year. You'll see yeah. it right there. It's, it's, uh, uh, Barricas de Napa Valley, and I think they're, uh, uh, my information that I had was Sautern, um, oh, yeah. uh, Sautern Barrels, and that, if you, for those of you who have had this, you know that, that being polished or finished in a barrel like that will give this, will give a tequila a really unusual uh, flavor profile. Mm -hmm. uh, this tequila, this iteration is at barrel strength, so it's at 55 proof. Oh, yeah. Um, starting at 100 proof, of course, with the with the tequila itself. That's that's this version of Dulce Vida. So mm -hmm. I was really interested to taste this one. Yeah. Um, do you have any glassware there with you? Because I do. I'm using my trusty Glencairn. Terrific. I. I there's two things that I want to I want to share with everybody. Number one, uh, we are I'm going to be using a a um, this is a prototype, the brand new iteration prototype coming from Stossel. Oh, and, nice! And it's in the experimental stage right now, uh, and and you can see it. It's got almost yeah. the same, the, almost the same thickness or thinness as as a Glencairn. Yeah. But, but it is more uh, historically accurate. It, we call it the Harito Project, um, mm. and we we're 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 testing it. Okay, we're testing it out. Right. We're working with uh, um, a really uh, great guy, uh, Chisholm Trail Glassware in Austin, and um, he was nice enough to send these to us. And this is the tequila version. It's got a, a much larger chimney than or longer mm. chimney than the than the mezcal version. So. Uh, and I've never used this. This I just got this last week, so I haven't used this version yet. Nice. So here we go, man. Look at. All right. Just don't spill anything on your on your computer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I should have gotten a a napkin. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It's a cologne. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Now I'm not using a whole lot. You can see I'm 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 yeah. not using a whole lot. I'm I'm swirling it around like this. And you know, we we've talked a lot about the Glen Cairns. I love these glasses for, for what they are. I, I mm -hmm. think that they've been perfect for, for our purposes here at Tequila Aficionado. Yeah. Wow. That thing has a really nice nose. Yes. One of the things uh, that I get, there's some obvious notes of alcohol there, which is interesting being that it's 40%. But under that is some really nice notes of some green agave, uh, caramel, a little bit of black pepper, real faint. A faint hint of maybe like a vanilla. It's really, really pleasant. It, and once it once it sits for a little bit and that alcohol kind of uh, volatilizes, mm -hmm. you get some of the the more pleasant aromas. I have to say, Eric, that I was really very impressed with the nose on this tequila. When I and, and to be fair, uh, mm -hmm. I have I have used this glass. That's that's a Glencairn Copita glass. Yeah. Um, this was the initial glass that I used to taste this tequila on my own before before we before we came on camera, and I was impressed by the 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 nose because it was so deep and rich. Mm -hmm. I I and I hadn't even honestly I haven't even I hadn't at that time read even the the, the POS material. I try not to do that, so I'm not influenced by what I right. had read. And I gotta say, I was so impressed with the nose on this reposado. And again, it goes, I, I think just in the nose, what we, we were talking about last time when you and I got together, we were talking about mm -hmm. how, how uh, brands are making a, a statement with their reposados. Yeah. I, I think this falls right in line with that. And that's just without, without tasting it yet. Yeah. There's an interesting kind of uh, lightness to it. And I don't, I don't know exactly, you know, because they're not using, you know, the sort of standard for that we've seen for aged tequilas is, um, you know, used whiskey barrels. You right. usually use bourbon barrels. And so you get, you know, some residual character of some of that, you know, bourbon or whatever. But uh, there's, um, there's a different character here than you would get in a kind of your traditional reposado, in part because they're, of the, the oak they're using, new oak uh, for four months and then used uh, Chardonnay barrels. So there's an interesting, it's it's different, that's for sure. Yes, it, yes it, it is. And it adds uh, some complexity, I think, to the, the nose. I, I, um, I, 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 like I say, I, I'm really enjoying the, the the nose on this, but let's let's see what it tastes like because because yeah. this is where it, it it was interesting for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, I. I hesitate because I, you know, you've been around a lot of the whiskeys and and, and the darker spirits for a long time. I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that's 
and I think that's why I decided that, that when, when they reached out to us, that number one, of course, location-wise, it was just easier to get stuff to you. But number two, yeah. this would be right up your alley. Mm -hmm. um, I, the richness of this reposado is outstanding, in my opinion. Yeah, so it has some really great flavors going on. But here again, I would say the alcohol really comes through yes. as well. And at 40%, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm, I didn't have, uh, I wasn't able to find out what sort of still the Ramirez family is, is running on, if they're using a column or if they're using pot stills. Or... The information we have is that they're using uh, handmade traditional copper pot stills. Oh, okay. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, pot stills. So I think it's interesting. Um, the flavor, again, just like the nose, has real depth to it and complexity. There's lots of interesting things going on. I get a little bit of smoke, some roasted agave notes, um, and some light, really light tannins from the oak, not yes. overly bitter or harsh. A little bit of spice, sort of like cinnamon almost or and then like red pepper it's really kind of maybe it's a, a cinnamon yes the cinnamon yeah and and it's like right at mid palate when it when it just gets to you and it's got a really decent finish also it's got a medium to long finish yeah and now is it just me or is this a little bit dry on the finish also i um to I me I, some I, dryness and i think i thought that mm -hmm. it was from the from the from the Napa Valley barrels from the Chardonnay. Yeah, barrels. yeah, the Chardonnay. To me, the finish I would I would call this maybe like semi dry. It's not I w it's not like bone dry like you would get with some you know uh, whiskeys that you know I've been sitting for a long time. Or a there's cognac, a, for that matter. Yeah, or cognac. There, there's a little bit of residual sweetness there, and you know I think that's probably you know due from some of the natural sugars they were able to extract from the toasted barrel, mm -hmm. from the uh, from the wine barrel. So it's got a it's got a really nice mouthfeel to it. It's really smooth and viscous. So going in, it's really pleasant. All that flavor mm -hmm. uh, you get on the palate and the 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 uh, finish is nice too. You get that cinnamon note again, and um, yeah, it's just it's nice. There's a little bit of dryness from the tannins, but it, I think it's mellowed out with the sweetness wherever that's coming from. I'm not sure. Uh, the reason I bring it up, and, and again, when I had this, mm -hmm. I only had I, I only I didn't read the POS. I I yeah. just. I, I just I knew a little bit about it just from the initial uh, emails that we had gotten, and I said, okay, this reminds me of, again, Dulce Vida, <laughs> and the reason that that the, the the finish and the dryness reminds me of this is because at Dulce Vida, this is at barrel strength, and yeah. and it is, if you're not careful, it's to me it's an acquired taste. It it's beautifully done. It's five years. But you have to be ready for the barrel strength. It's at a much higher uh, alcohol content, mm -hmm. and and, it, and of course different barrels. But the dryness that I remember from this 
was re was reminded to me from from this one yeah and but this one is at more of an 80 proof this is an 80 proof so yeah. i thought oh so this is what this is toned down yeah and i and i gotta say as the average oakhead <laughs> i think i you know and i'm average because i i lean toward more of the blancos myself but um i think as an average oakhead i preferred this iteration at 80 proof than this one at 100 proof where i had to really brace myself right yeah because yeah. this is a, got a real dry finish mm -hmm. this one has a nice pleasant finish and yeah. i gotta, and i also have to say eric there are añejos out there that don't have this kind of structure to it yeah um, mm -hmm. I, I know that we had issues, or you had issues with the packaging, but would you consider this a brand of promise nominee at least? Um, you do, know, do you think I, it's worthy? Well, so the, this is a question that you know lingers in my mind in terms of I think the tequila itself is is really quite nice. Mm -hmm. The price point for it, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. Cause at, so this is retails for $65. Really? So this is a, okay. Yeah, so this is an expensive reposado. Mm -hmm. And the quality, I would say, in terms of the tequila is there. There are some, what I would consider maybe some minor flaws in terms of the 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 kind of presence of the heat from the alcohol mm -hmm. on the nose and on the on the mouth um and but i still think it's a really not it's got some great flavors my always my kind of thought goes to for what i'm tasting do i want to pay that and so anyway that's always what i think i'm curious what your thoughts are in terms of how much you know retail you know where they're aiming this product in the market um does that affect your thoughts to, apart from the quality of the the tequila in the bottle honestly um i know that everybody has a glass ceiling when it comes yeah. to you know when it comes to price point it, and and i had it years ago uh some of you folks who are watching us may have it you know will the average guy spend 65 bucks for a reposado Here's what you have to take into consideration. Number one, you're not going to slug this, okay? No, that's Obviously, for, sure. for the price point. Yeah. Number two, you have a very small distillery with only three three brands coming out of mm -hmm. it, so you can't even you can't even really call it a maquiladora. You know, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't even have eight or nine or ten brands, right? Which would consider it a a, a small to mid size. This is a small distillery. Um, and other people have have have, um, have recognized the quality coming out of it. You also take into consideration that distillation is is in a copper pot. The aging is is interesting. I think I think there's yeah. a there's a there's a, a sales uh, 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 there's a sales point there. If yeah, you yeah. like stuff, if you like this at a hundred proof, you might want to try this one. At half mm -hmm. that price, yeah, and, be, and being at eighty proof again, you're yeah. I know it's apples and oranges, and literally it's grapes and grapes, but you know it's Chardonnay <laughs> yeah. and Sauterne. But right. if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I'm I'm not yeah, a wine so. guy, but um, so you take a lot of factors into consideration. 
and and I would say for for anybody adventuresome that 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 enjoyed that version of, of Dulce Vida may want to consider this and in my opinion it's just my opinion that I think the quality of the reposado versus some of the añejos that you and mm -hmm. I have had in the past this reposado stands up really surprisingly well yeah. um their 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 water if you if you're a big water buff like some of us are, are tequila geeks yeah their, their agave comes from seven thousand feet high their water is pristine pure water that does not undergo fil uh, filtration mm -hmm. so i think that might actually lend to the, the the viscous mouthfeel that you get yes uh, with some of the extra minerality that you get in you know unfiltered probably spring water it'll probably can contribute to that full mouthfeel I, I, I believe you are correct we uh, yeah uh, if they were a... using reverse osmosis water that's like super clean and no minerals and then you're probably more likely to have a much drier thinner mouth feel. Uh, this is a hearty reposado, uh, so yeah. uh, I think when you take all those factors into consideration, mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, I think they would be doing themselves a favor by probably working on their packaging and finding maybe a less expensive, I'll give you for instance, I don't know if mm -hmm. you've ever seen it or have ever had it, but there's one called uh, um, Blue Nectar Tequila, which we did a review of a long time ago, uh, Alex and myself, we loved the packaging. It's about half the size. It still looks like a cologne bottle and right, doesn't yeah. weigh as much. And it's still great for, a, it's a 750. Yeah. But, you know, they may want to consider another, uh, you know, just to make it uh, maybe a more cost effective, if, if that is an issue for them. Right, uh, yeah. Um, if, if not, then, then we know that they're going after the luxury market because obviously the luxury segment of the market is what's growing tequila by leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think they have something here. Yeah. I think they have something here at a much more approachable, palatable um, version mm -hmm. versus, versus the 100 proof yeah, in yeah. a wine barrel. Again, not that this is bad. We loved it. We loved it, but yeah. you got to brace yourself for this. Mm -hmm. And and I think the maybe the uh, the taking the two of those things into consideration, I think if you don't want to jump into the hundred proof, <laughs> you know this is yeah. this is a good halfway mark. Yeah. So neat. I would say this is how you know the reposado shines either uh, neat or with a little bit of like water or a, a small ice cube. In the uh, point of sale material, they had mentioned that you know you could drink it neat or you could use it in a cocktail, and so I tried you know my standard margarita, you know uh, version of it, and it was interesting because the reposado, um, it gave the margarita a really nice uh, body to it, but the tequila flavor itself really kind of disappeared in the margarita. You tasted the lime and the, the orange liqueur, but the tequila itself kind of disappeared. So really this is at the price point and the bottle and all that, like this is a sipping tequila. I don't know that you're gonna really get much out of it using it in a cocktail. 
Um, in part, I think maybe that's because of the 40% alcohol. When you start adding layers of, you know, a little bit of ice and a little bit of lemon and a little bit of orange liqueur, like it just kind of like fades away. Um, maybe, maybe that's what's going on. But this is really, you know, if you're going to drink it, uh, you want it neat, maybe with just a little bit of water, a few drops to like let it open up some of the aromas um, and flavors. But uh, otherwise, you know, just as is, is how you're going to want it. See, I'll buy that. I'll buy those recommendations. That makes more sense to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't get as much alcohol out of out of these these iterations that the way you did. Mm -hmm. I have a theory about about alcohol. I mean, I live in Texas. Right. I do. I live in Texas, and yeah. when I got these delivered to me, they were hot. And right. I think people, you know, it was. I remember I told you we've had days of 100 degrees out here, right. and and that's at like 80, 90 percent humidity. So I'm sticking to everything, folks. But, you know, when yeah. we get deliveries in the summertime, I know better. I let it sit at air-conditioned room temp, which is about set at anywhere between 78 and 80, okay? Yeah. And then I, I drink it the next day. So, you know, if you make the mistake of keeping this in your trunk, you know, and then pulling it out oh, when yeah. it's still warm, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get as much alcohol. I got helpful alcohol, which is what... I, yeah, yeah. You know, the alcohol, to me, after having spoken to guys like Germán uh, González, alcohol is a necessity. It's a necessary, um, not an evil, but it is, it is a, a, uh, a way for the aromas to come up to you. Right. It's like an agent that carries them up. You know, and there's a certain amount that you need in order to be able to, to smell those, you know, volatile aromas. Uh, they get them into your nose and, and to, to, you know, make sense of them. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think eliminating that, you're doing yourself a, dis a disservice, first of all. Yeah. And you're not getting the full effect that the distiller had, you know, had planned for. Right. Um, I think our bottom line is we disagree. We agree to disagree on the packaging. Yeah. Uh, because you have some valid points. Yeah. I, I think for a price point, we also disagree. Uh but you know you're that's a glass ceiling right um, but for the the quality i think is still really high I so do that too. yeah so i, I agree too. um uh i think for the luxury uh tequila segment this is i would say this is a a good buy uh for that so if you're looking for you know a this is not a you know cheap reposado that you can use you know into either neat or in a cocktail or whatever you know this is this is a high-end sipping reposado that's really nice if you give it time to breathe and to open up you're really going to enjoy some of the really interesting flavors that are coming through in part because of the unique maturation i think so i i totally agree i buy every recommendation i think this is a brand of promise nominee mm -hmm. um that's our take on, on Ayate Reposado. If you stick with us, we're going to attack the Añejo iteration. And that's going to be interesting, too, because we've got some background information that we'd like to share with you. Uh, mm -hmm. Stick with us. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, please subscribe down below. If you're listening to us on, uh, on iTunes, you know, uh, subscribe there, too. I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That gentleman out there again is... 
I'm Eric Zandona in San Francisco. That's uh, you can find him at easydrinking.com. Easy, right. get that? To see what he did there? Easy. Yeah. Uh, and again, stay with us. Um, we're going to be uh, attacking the uh, the añejo version. And but whatever you do here at Tequila Aficionado, tomar sabiamente. Sip wisely.